The new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Games from the Virginia Lottery are here. The Scratcher gives you the chance to win up to $100,000. The online game gives you the chance to win up to $1 million. For more information, visit VALottery.com. When booking with other vacation rental apps sounds like this. This place doesn't look like the pictures. Come on, the doors are on back. Ah, what the... Is there a door behind all those spiders? (laughs) It's time to try one that sounds more like a vacation. (sighs) Look at how many spiders there aren't. Where should we lie down for eight consecutive hours first? Relax. You booked a Verbo. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? This is Ben Kissel. We're on the road, currently in a beautiful hotel room here in Denver, Colorado. Haven't tried the mushrooms yet, but you know what? The day is long. Travis Morningstar is also with me. And, uh, yeah, buddy, it's good to be traveling with you. Yeah, it's a little disturbing to see Ben Kissel in New York Knicks shorts, <laughs> but yeah, here buddy, we are. When you come to my hotel room, dude, you get to see Ben Kissel in the buff wearing about as little of clothes I'll ever wear in public, which are New York Knicks show that do go down to my knees, mm-hmm. or at the very least they're supposed to, but they go up to like mid-thigh for me, more of a John Stockton look. But that's because of my size, Travis. We're in Denver today. Denver today. But we were in Kansas City yesterday. We were in KC yesterday, of course, Missouri. As we were about to go on stage, I looked at the news, and I saw that Missouri was uh, the third state <laughs> to pass a... Uh, extremely restrictive, Uh, extremely intense, and dare I say unconstitutional anti-abortion law, anti-reproductive rights law, or at the very least, um, did they pass it, or was this just in the legislature? It's going to pass. It's going to pass, yeah, because it's supported by the the governor. But it was like right on the plane to Missouri, this, this headline broke that yeah right. that the another abortion bill was passing so it, this is strategic I it mean, was it's like gotta be right i was saying to you in the green room that like on 9-11 the first plane hit the the tower right and we were all like oh no a pilot hit a plane or well, a pilot hit a building 9-11 i was still shaking off a hangover i was at uw stout in my college dorm room i must have been a freshman or a sophomore and i'm shaking off a hangover and I look at the, I get a phone call from my mother, and usually I wouldn't answer at 8.30 in the morning or whatever it was, but I said, you know what, today I'm going to be son of the year. And that's when you... And I'm going to answer the phone call. And it was kind of cute, because my mother, for some reason, asked if I was okay. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just fine. I'm in Menominee, Wisconsin. And then she said, okay, good, because the country's under attack. And I'm like, okay. So I turn on the TV, I see the first plane hit. And there were some people who thought it was just an accident. Yeah, but then the second plane hit, and that's when we realized right. coordinated attack. And that's what that's what it kind of felt like reading about this Missouri abortion bill. It felt like, okay, so now it's clear to me that these are these are like a strategic coordinated domino effect of right. legislation that's passing. And if you want to know um, how crazy the abortion law is specifically, well, I mean, all of them, of course, the one in Missouri, I believe it's eight weeks um obviously the one in georgia is six weeks and the one in alabama you know what they said we're not going to be outdone (laughs) we're going to be the worst state in the country not just for a series of other reasons involving our health care and education system we're going to be the worst when it comes to reproductive rights as well of course they went with a total uh, ban on abortion including in cases of rape and incest. So they are next level. They are going, you know, I mean, the whole country, you're right. It is a coordinated attack. I think these folks, these Republicans, they're taking their chance. Uh, we'll see if the Supreme Court even touches this or if it's just struck down even before all of that happens. It might be struck down in lower courts, state courts, and it could go to the Supreme Court. Although, I think they're probably going to take cases that are a little bit more of a scalpel approach than this machete approach. But even 
Pat Robertson of the 700 Club. Even Pat Robertson was like, yo, that Alabama bill is a little too far, but not because he had a change of heart on his crazy hardline pro-life stance. Although, again, pro-life is, oh, you know, it's a clever term Mm -hmm. for what they're trying to do because there is a strong conversation happening tonight uh, right now regarding all the embryos that are in scientific labs all of these embryos that are just as far along as they would as, as a six-week pregnancy would be but those are not life um, those are going to go to rich women so those are really those are important those are needed those are just great sh- shopping items yeah uh, you know you want to look you want to make sure you can pick out the right color eyes the hair you know, you want your kids to look good so they can cheat their way into universities later on in life. But it's it, it's vital. It's vital. But if you're told that your baby is going to be born without a windpipe or bones, then, right? But you no, cannot, you got to keep that. You keep the baby. Yeah. Well, who needs bones in no. the body? I'm so sick of walking around and having all this structure, this internal structure. I would love to be a puddle person. Um, so Pat Robertson is against what's happening in Alabama, not because he had a change of heart. Um, but because he thinks it's going too far, and if it does go to the Supreme Court, they'll strike it down out outright, and that'll set the pro-life movement back. So it could have, trying to find a little bit of a, I don't know, a little, um, what do you call that, Bright brighter lining? Shine, silver lining. Silver lining, and I'm not talking about no dang playbook, okay? Um, the bright spot could be, that if it does go to the Supreme Court, they're just like, no, and it could strengthen Roe v. Wade even further. But again, with the Supreme Court that we have now, speaking of puddles, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I'm just like, as soon as, who knows what's going to happen with the court that we have now. I know Kavanaugh has a uh, an axe to grind. He is uh, pretty upset still. Mm-hmm. So perhaps he'll get some final revenge, which is, of course, why a lot of people don't think he's suitable. Right now, Brett, Ka- Supre- to Brett Kavanaugh Cor- is ripping the heads off of Barbie dolls in in his office. Oh, yeah. He's acting like a real Pugsley Adams right now, without a doubt, minus the charm. Yeah. Because Pugsley, let's be honest, was still a charming guy. But when it comes to Ruth Bader... And basically any of these Supreme Court justices who are more on the left that are over the age of 80, as soon as Donald Trump is out of office, they need to just retire because we need to make sure that they don't end up passing away, which frickin happens to everyone at some point under a Republican or under a hyper conservative Republican in this case, um, because we just cannot have this court be a conservative court for a generation, God knows what they could do by eroding civil liberties and specifically in this case, reproductive rights. So we got to, uh, the, the big concern is the courts. So another crazy abortion bill uh, seems to be going through and um, it really is absolutely not nuts. Uh, the final vote in Missouri was 110 to 44 and the proposal now heads to Governor Mike Parson, uh, not to be confused with Jim Parson. No, your uh, favorite. Jim Parson Sheldon. Yes. Young Sheldon. You keep calling him Young Sheldon. That's I, not Young Sheldon. I know he's not Young he's Sheldon. He's Old Sheldon, technically. I know he's Old Sheldon, but Young Sheldon is also Sheldon. So he's also Young Sheldon. But he's not. But Jim Parsons is not playing I know. Young Sheldon. I, he's not that talented. Um, and he really took me out of it. In the Ted Bundy movie. That's right, yeah. When Sheldon was the prosecuting attorney, I'm like, why the hell is Sheldon in this movie? And when he said Bazinga, it really... It was strange. It was really out of character. It was totally crazy. I was like, Bazinga? Oh, my God. You know, he gets. He says... He probably gets 1.5 million bucks every time he says Bazinga. I bet you he does. I bet you it's like 1.5 million bucks. That's a bunch of money. All right. So Jim Parson, uh, he looks like he's a Republican dude, obviously. He's expected to sign this bill. This is according to uh, a Republican, uh, Representative Mary Elizabeth Coleman. This is what she had to say. She says, we're told abortion will not be safe. if (laughs) We're told abortion will not be safe if it is illegal. I'm here to tell you abortion is not safe. Uh, She's one of the proposal's main backers. She says, a person dies in every procedure. So it's just, you know, it's just when you elect these brilliant politicians to your state house, you get brilliant results back. Wow. So we're here to, so again, just that quote, let that sink in. It's absolutely 
insane. We're told abortion will not be safe if it's illegal. I'm here to tell you abortion is not safe. A person dies in every procedure. And now maybe we can have two people die in every procedure. Isn't that exciting? They're going for the twofer. The twofer one. Take the mom out and the fetus out. Isn't that fun? Back alleys are going to be jam-packed. They're going to be popping. They're going to be they're going to be a great It'll be fun when women seeking an abortion because they were raped by their uncle. That's the old two that's the Alabama twofer. Yes. You got rape and incest. It'll be fun when they have to go to the same doctor that the Joker in 1989's Batman had to go to when he had to have his facial reconstruction surgery. Uh, you know, that's going to be really cool when everyone just has to go somewhere. There is a doctor who's been like disbarred or what do you call that when you're no longer not disbarred? That's for lawyers. You've been kicked out of being a doctor. They say you're, you're not good enough. You're a pervert. Uh, they're going to end up going to that dude, and he is happy right now because he's like, business is about to pick up, mm -hmm. and it's going to be very dangerous. It's going to be horrible, and it's going to cause people's death. So much for the so-called pro-life movement. The proposal is designed to trigger a court challenge that the GOP sees as a way of overturning the landmark Roe v. Wade decision that made abortion legal nationwide. The measure has drawn a crapload of scrutiny, as you can imagine. The bill bans abortions in the state of Missouri at eight weeks of pregnancy. Now, they do have an exception for the life of the mother there are no exceptions this is another one where there are no you can't make this stuff up and not to be totally cliche hands made tail but it really is. it's like forced pregnancy is insane you know i've seen some t-shirts that say it's forced slavery um i don't know if i'm gonna go that far but it is horrible it's crazy forced pregnancy yeah, I mean, you can't be too hyperbolic about this. Whatever you, if you want to say forced pregnancy is slavery, say whatever the hell you want because uh, you can't be, you, you can't stress how horrible this is enough. So this bill, there are no exceptions for rape, incest, and they even added a third one. You know what else there's no exceptions for? Hmm. Human trafficking. Nice. So, you know, if you get human trafficked by the Firefly family, it's all good, dude. You got yourself a little, you got a little baby Otis coming out. You got a little Captain Spaulding right inside of your womb, and you get to give birth to that crazy, crazy killer clown. Isn't that exciting? So this is according to Adam Schnettliner. He's also a Republican. He says, uh, of course, out of Missouri, he's just a rep out of Missouri. He says, if we are in fact pro-life, what kind of hypocrite would I be to not have a bill that is 100% pro-life? He said the purpose of the bill is, quote, to optimize life. His rationale for including exceptions in cases where the life of the mother is in jeopardy. The legislation also bans a woman from aborting a fetus that might have Down syndrome. It also requires both parents or guardians to be notified before minors can get an abortion in most cases. So if it does happen to be familiar rape uh, slash incest, it's just nice to know that the parents are going to find out that the that their daughter is going to go rat on the dad for having sex with her and uh, make sure that she keeps that baby as long as she can. So that is it is what's going on right now in this country is uh, it's wild. It's a these... head scratcher and it's absolutely horrible. And I know a lot of my girlfriends, friends who are girls, they just feel this is a total and complete and utter coordinated attack on their bodies. And you know what? I agree with them. And just stepping away from the the rape and, you know, all these circumstances in which abortion is like absolutely vital, uh, contraception fails sometimes. Oh, of course. And not to go yeah, too much into 100%. it. Yeah, it's not 100%. But I, in, in my early 20s, I, with my girlfriend, we had to get an abortion. Right. And that is just a very common occurrence. Sometimes contraception fails and it will change the course of your life. And Absolutely. So this should, I, it's so crazy to me that this has gone as far as it has. I and know. it will only continue to go farther uh, if unchecked. But like this has so much broad 
consensus that this is wrong and yet it's still it's still going to absolutely the proxy the proxy testing that's happening in all these states is just going to proliferate unless it's checked by well broad resistance which it should be we learned um we've learned now i think enough to know that progress um civil rights those are things that you have to constantly be fighting for because they can, you can turn back time, as Cher said. You turn back time. You can turn back time. And I don't know if any of these Republican lawmakers are listening to Cher as they sign these bills. I think that would be one of the ultimate ironies in human history. Because uh, I don't think she's in favor of what they're doing. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that Cher is not in favor of the Alabama, Missouri, and Georgia abortion bills. But indeed, they are taking... Uh, her words literally, and turning back time. And of course, you know me, when it comes to criminal justice, I want to see less people in prison and not more. And this legislation would certainly add to the latter. The measure in Missouri, this is according to, this is the language in the bill. Anyone who knowingly performs or induces an abortion in cases that are not exempted, of course, that is only the life of the mother, and also... I mean, so that is the life. I'm not, I am not a doctor. I'm assuming the life of the mother, those issues may come on a little bit later on in pregnancy, maybe perhaps during childbirth itself. I know I have a close friend whose uh, wife had a hell of a time giving birth and it was really touch and go. So it is nuts that that's the only provision here. So again, anyone who knowingly performs or induces an abortion in cases that are not exempted by this legislation would be guilty of a Class B felony, which carries not a maximum, but a minimum of five years in prison. So if the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade, in, uh, in whole or in part, the legislation states that all abortions would be made illegal, again, except in cases of medical emergencies. Now, obviously, the, condemn, the Democrats condemned uh, the legislation, but in Missouri, the Democrats control less than one-third of the state's House seats. So that, you know, that brings up an interesting thing that we've talked about a little bit on this show under Barack Obama. You know, obviously he got elected twice, but it was one of the strangest phenomenons because under his eight years, the Democrats lost a thousand House seats across the country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those seats, it's just state elections, you know, so they don't really get a lot of press. And everyone's kind of like that's sort of the, the boring minutia of the American political system. But we're really starting to see the significance of these local elections that is why you got to get involved on the local level because when we lose a, when the democratic party loses a thousand seats elections matter and we're starting to see uh, a fully empowered a peacocking republican party taking a massive uh, throwing a Doug Flutie Hail Mary hoping that this ball is caught by Kavanaugh and the boys in the end zone. So we got to remember, get run for office yourself or get behind and support. Uh, in this case, in Alabama, Georgia, Missouri, Democrats who are just going to stand up for reproductive rights. That needs to be something talked about. And when we hear that, you know, we lost all those seats or the Democratic Party lost all those seats, it doesn't really resonate like, okay, you know, what does that really mean? Because we always focus on the federal. We focus on the Senate. We focus on the House, um, obviously the executive. But uh, those elections really matter, and we're starting to see why. Yeah, and now that Grumpy Cat is gone. Oh, my God. We no. really need to be on our on our game. R.I.P. Grumpy Cat. That was so sad. You know what I Seven years old, urinary tract infection. By the way, yeah, if I... <laughs> If I die of like a venomous snake biting my dick, maybe don't include that in my obituary. What you, that's the lead. That, what are you talking no, about? Like, dies dies of UTI uh, caused by venomous snake biting dick. That, you you wouldn't yeah. What do you mean? That's the total lead. No, say I got uh, like smashed by two Kawasaki's colliding together. 
That Some, is not nearly like, as badass as having a snake bite the tip of your dick. Okay, maybe we have two different. Yeah. Okay. If you if that's the case, I'm going. That's the lead. That's the Obed lead. Died doing what he loved. And throw a Get motorcycle his, in there. At I'll least. throw a motorcycle. Maybe the snake could be on a motorcycle. On a, okay. Wearing a little motorcycle helmet. But you, I, I just found snake. that the the reason Grumpy Cat was so grumpy was because it had dwarfism. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. I, it wasn't. It wasn't eliciting emotion. It had a. Uh, had dwarfism, and that's huh. why it smushed its face in like that. Oh, yeah. cute! Well, genetic gr- Photoshop. I love a little genetic Photoshop. R.I.P. A grumpy cat. Summer's coming up, and you know what that means. It's about to be wedding season. I've got a bunch of fun events to go to, but suit shopping can stress me out. You know the deal. It can be so hard to find the suit that fits properly. That's because an off-the-rack suit is based off one model, but every body is different. It makes sense so many of us struggle with getting the right fit, but a made-to-measure suit, one that fits just right, not only makes you look good, it makes you feel good. That's why whenever I need a suit, I turn to Indochino. Indochino is the world's most exciting made-to-measure menswear company. They make suits and shirts to your exact measurements for an unparalleled fit and comfort. Guys love the wide selection of high-quality fabrics and colors to choose from, not to mention the option to personalize the details, including your lapel, lining, pockets, buttons, and writing your own monogram. Getting an Indochino suit is too easy. Take a trip to visit one of their over 40 showrooms in North America and have them take your measurements personally. Too busy or out of the way to stop by a showroom? Do what I did and take your measurements at home and shop online at Indochino.com. My favorite thing about Indochino, you get to customize your suit however you like. I chose my fabric inside and out, customized my fit, added a monogram, and made my suit exactly how I wanted it. The final step, kick back and relax as your suit gets professionally tailored and mailed to you in a couple of weeks. Not only is my Indochino suit a perfect fit, I love the modern choices they have for interesting colors and patterns. I love my first Indochino suit, and I'm telling you, it will not be my last. This week, my listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $379 at Indochino.com when entering Top Hat at checkout. That's 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com promo code TOPHAT for any premium suit for just $379 and free shipping. An incredible deal for a premium made-to-measure suit. Once you go custom, you don't go back. All right. Well, we got a few other things to get to this week. I want to mention one thing. You know what You know what show I watched, Travis? Uh, Real Sports Real on Sports. HBO with Bryant Gumbel. The, the, I think the thinner Bryant Gumble. He's kind of a square, which I like about him. He's a, he's uh he's very proper. He's a proper man. Yeah, I don't think you're breaking new ground that Bryant Gumble is a square. He's a little bit of a square. But he did a great little thing, and just so go and watch this if you have HBO about the Little Caesars Arena yes. in downtown Detroit. It's a really interesting um, expose on the owners of the Little Caesars Arena. Of course, that's where the Pistons play and uh, yes. the Detroit Red Wings. Little Caesars Arena, give them crazy bread and circuses, and they will not revolt. They won't, man. Honestly, full, full. 100% disclosure here, mm-hmm. like the U.S. Navy when it comes to UFOs. I think the Little Sneezers is badass. They, the, <laughs> little it, Sneezers? Little Sneeze. That's what I called <laughs> it in college, and I'll stick with it. Little Sneeze. That's adorable. It is cute. It's grumpy cat cute. Um, no, man, that crazy bread, it is crazy. It's so good. It's crazy. Yeah. Don't you think? Well, you know, like uh, cheese has the same like dopamine uh, reaction in your brain I didn't as, know that. as heroin. Is that right? That is true. Or well, it mimics it. It's not the same. Obviously. And you know what they both do also? Block you up. That's true. Oh, right. Yeah, you, you can't. You, you, you get can't constipation poop, on on heroin. Right? Heroin is the constipation. Cocaine is the is the, is the cleaner. Yep. So you got to do your. So you really want to do not do a speedball. But I do think if you do a speedball, you'll probably be right. So good pairing. That's heroin and cocaine. So good pairing would be crazy bread and cocaine. 
It's because it'll it'll. No, the crazy bread. Not to go too into detail here. The crazy bread doesn't really have that much cheese. That's your bread. Okay. You know they got a little parmesan on top there. Um, but no, it's not so cheesy. And the pizza that you get from Little Caesars, not the cheesiest either, because they kind of skimp a little right. bit because it's only five ninety nine or whatever the hell it is. Um, but Little Caesars Arena in Detroit. So this billionaire family, they ended up promising a thing when they so they purchased the arena and they're like we promise if we get this massive tax break i think the people of detroit pay three to four hundred million dollars a year for them uh to be there he said uh we're going to create something called the district detroit now downtown detroit um it's been decimated i mean this is i know i'm breaking news here but detroit hasn't been doing that great because large monopolies have completely destroyed it like amazon so they're like yeah give us a great deal on this building literally we're not going to pay any taxes and we are going to get tax breaks from the city and the city itself is going to pay us to be here because once we're here we're going to build up the entire area around the now little caesars arena okay so what this company did that was owned by these billionaire schmucks they owned all of the houses around downtown detroit including the homes that were there where now uh little caesars arena has been built and placed and because they owned all these houses, they allowed them to become completely disheveled mm-hmm. and they allowed them to go into foreclosure because they didn't take care of them. They con- they for- they basically made them condemned. Now, why would a business owner do this? Why would a homeowner or apartment owner do this? Because they wanted to lower the property value of the area. There's a specific term for this, but I'm blanking on it right now. So basically, they contributed to destroying the downtown of Detroit by allowing all of the properties they own to go into horrible disrepair. Then they got a sweetheart deal from the city. They got all of these tax breaks under the promise that they were going to then build up uh, around Detroit. They were going to call it the District Detroit. Seven years later, not one new restaurant Not one new apartment complex, not one new hotel, not one new freaking Robin Tug place. Nothing has been built at all. It's just as bad as it started. Uh, And of course, they also located the uh, arena very close to the suburbs because really the owners were more interested in the Red Wings than the Pistons and obviously hockey. I like hockey, but it's a little bit more of a suburban sport. So... That was infuriating when you hear that, specifically in a place like Detroit. They're taking away money from education funding. Obviously, they're taking away any kind of money when it comes to building proper infrastructure, roads, uh, you know, you name it. Detroit needs a full makeover. They need to have the queer eye for the straight guy makeover treatment go on all over that city. And that's what this billionaire family promised. And they have not lived up to it. So it's a really interesting real sports. And it's just another reminder of what late stage capitalism looks like. They promised to save this city. In reality, this city is paying billionaires who could have easily financed the vast majority of this project themselves and still had billions left over. Instead, they're bilking the people of Detroit, uh, where I believe the average salary is around $25,000 a year. So um, it's just another reminder of what happens when we let this billionaire class run roughshod over all of our communities. And they interviewed a lot of the city council people. The Republican dude was for it. And he's just like, we were just so happy to have anyone pay any attention to us. It's like when you know someone who maybe doesn't have the best luck with uh, finding a partner and the person that they do end up choosing, man or woman, is just a total C on next Tuesday, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean, both male or female. And you're just like, but you can do better. Yeah. I know you're kind of lonely. I know you're a little desperate, but please, you can find someone that treats you with some respect. And that's exactly what Detroit was going in there like, just feeling like a like a dude who had no game and it was a pretty gal or any kind of gal was talking to him. And he said, all right, let's marry. 
and of course this marriage is been has been devastating for the people of Detroit. So watch that real sports with the Bryant Gumble. Very interesting. Have you seen uh, you, you've seen It Follows? Of course, and, It Follows is one of the best movies. I think that was 2017. And you've seen uh, have you seen Don't Breathe? With did the I, blind did, villain. Oh yeah, I did see Don't so, Breathe. I thought that was pretty good too. That's yeah. really, I thought that was yeah, amazing. But like, uh, those are both movies that are really prettily shot. Like they're very beautiful movies, I would say. But they are they're both set in Detroit, and they do show how every other house in these neighborhoods right. are just bedraggled and filled with homicidal blind uh, veterans. Uh, that's what I, yeah, that's definitely uh, what that movie was telling but, us. Uh, I was reading the Detroit Free Press about this sort of speculation chaos that you're talking about, and they did show, they'll show uh, a Google Maps image from 2010 or 2011 or something, mm-hmm. and then they'll show uh, a Google Maps image of the same house in that image in 2017 or 2018. Oh my gosh. And it looks like it just curse has been laid upon these these homes because they're completely oh. they're completely desolate and and forgotten oh man sad uh, it is so it is sad it's like they're creating future horror movies uh to be hey, set there you know what movie industry go to detroit i know there are a lot of people in the movie industry now marvel i think will always stay in atlanta um, there's another like atlanta does have some pretty big players who i think aren't going anywhere but i think if you're going to give tax breaks to anyone, give tax breaks to the film industry because they actually hire a lot of people and you get a little bit of return for your for your money because people get to see things shot in your city. It seriously saved Atlanta. It, the film industry can do good. It, it, I know it's very hard to believe, the but film they industry, can do okay it's sometimes. It's a two-fold thing, too, because you have... The film industry, you have the you know these crews, these massive armies of crews working, exactly. and then you have, like you said, people recognize these places in these big movies, and then right. they go to those places. They go. As somebody who used to live in Savannah, that was a huge deal. Like people going. What movies were shot in Driving Miss Daisy? Was that Savannah? I believe Driving Miss Daisy, uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Okay. Forrest Gump. No kidding. Forrest Gump. Well, Forrest, you know, he's sitting there on that bench in the, in That's the opening in Savannah. scene. That's in Chippewa Square in Savannah. And actually, in Savannah, there is a man who is not Tom Hanks. He's not associated with Forrest Gump whatsoever. Mm-hmm. He dresses up as Forrest Gump with a little lunchbox, and he runs around the city for the love of the game. Like, he do- <laughs> he's not associated with Does this Does he movie. not want money? People don't throw pennies at him I think or people try to tip him, but he just does it for fun. And it, that's the kind of thing that people... Go and the experience in Savannah because in Savannah's tourism industry is fucking amazing. So I mean, it's yeah, beautiful you, you place. Bring, I've heard you bring the film industry somewhere and people will flock to it in more ways than one. Absolutely. All right. So that's just a little bit of a uh, that's just a TV recommendation from your old friend Benjamin Kissing. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Um, okay. Well, let's talk a little bit here about some policy stuff. Bernie Sanders. Uh, he has rolled out a comprehensive education plan and obviously education is something we must fix in this country i believe when it comes to literacy we're around 24th um and when it comes to um what was it mathematics and science i think we're 27th in the world so not great for yeah, the country i can't that has do the algebra most... and I, re- I refuse to learn and i don't want you to teach me yes of course i would wish that we wouldn't be so low when it comes to literacy. You would think people in uh, in a country as wealthy as ours would be able to read. But again, that's a testament to our failed education system. So it's a 10-point plan or a 10-point agenda that calls for the end of for-profit charter schools, creates a salary floor for public school teachers, guarantees free school meals for all students, and expands school and summer programs. So this was a speech in Orangeburg, South Carolina, on the anniversary weekend of the historic Brown v. Board of Education Supreme Court decision. He says he promises to combat racial discrimination and school segregation by tripling Title I funding 
and executing desegregation orders. Every child, this is again according to Bernie Sanders, he says, every child has a right to a quality K-12 education, regardless of your race, regardless of your income, and regardless of your zip code. He goes on to say, for too long, we have seen devastating education funding cuts used to pay for massive tax breaks for a handful of corporations and billionaires. When we are in the White House, that greed is going to end. Now, uh, the Vermont Independent Senator proposed a salary floor of $60,000 a year for teachers tied to a cost of living and boost in the above-the-line tax deduction for out-of-pocket expenses on supplies. Absolutely. If the teacher has to buy their own supplies, it should probably be a tax write-off, although it's sad that they have to do that in the first place. This would raise the teacher's pay by around 23%. Uh, percent. So Sanders also wrote out a plan, rolled out a plan to offer universal free meals to public school students. He called for free breakfast, lunch, and snacks year-round, an incentive program to provide from local sources. He also called for an expansion of after-school and summer education, promising to spend at least $5 billion a year. And when you think of that number, obviously, oh, that's a lot of money. But then again, $5 billion bucks at the federal level completely within the realm of reason. Trump lost that at like blackjack. Exactly, and he bragged about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, of course, you know, when we hear the word $5 billion, you immediately think of the border funding wall that he wanted. When it comes to, again, the notion of free school lunches, it's not free. This is paid for by our taxes. Uh, and also what we have to fix here when it comes to education that not a lot of people talk about is the bloated bureaucracy that's gone around in our public school systems. We have more... Um, people in the bureaucratic, uh, bureaucratic, the neurotic bureaucracy mm -hmm. than ever before. We have all these, um, you know, executives, uh, board members, all these bloated positions where those people are doing fairly well financially. And the money is not trickling down to the classroom. That is a huge problem. So that's one thing that should be addressed. Charter schools. That can go either way because sometimes uh, charter schools can be, uh, you know, a necessity in cities um, where the students simply cannot get a good public education because we finance our schools through what zip code they belong to, which needs to go away entirely. So right now, I'm sure most of you know this, but just a reminder, you got a poor district. You got a you got a poor zip code. You're gonna have a poor ass school. You got a rich zip code. You got your, you got yourself a rich ass school. I don't understand why states do not have a universal fund, a tax fund that's spread out evenly throughout the schools, throughout all the public schools. That's the only charter schools are just a symptom of the problem. Yeah. So, you know, he hasn't addressed that. Bernie Sanders didn't address that. And I haven't heard anyone address the major issue, which in my personal opinion is, yeah, you got a you got a bunch of people in a poor neighborhood and you're taking money out of their taxes to finance a school. You're not going to get that much money. So I don't that is why we see such inequality in American public schools, because you go around Brooklyn, New York. As a matter of fact, in Williamsburg, where I'm at, we have a great public school. I think it's a it's a middle school, great public school. It's like one of the best in the cities. And then you go to Brownsville and you'll have one of the worst public schools in the country. It's all in Brooklyn. And it really should not be the case um, that we have a segregated tax code. Basically, yeah. that's what this is. It's it's an economic segregation. And that is why we see so many schools permanently in disrepair. It's funny. I or, went to, you know, I went to high school in this Georgia town that was sort of connected to a military base. The higher ranking officers of the military, their children went to one school on one side of the town. Right. And then my my family and a lot of families that were at lower ranking incidentally went to a different school crazy and that school it is just sort of this dividing line in this small town that is completely economic based yeah it is absolutely insane segregation in this country is alive and well 
you know, what is it? Uh, the former uh, Alabama governor, George Wallace, would be happy. Uh, segregation now, segregation forever. And uh, it truly is. We still live in a segregated society. It's just not quite as blatant uh, or talked about. But I actually, but if you look at it, it is actually pretty freaking blatant. So there you go, Bernie Sanders unveiling, uh, mostly good in my opinion, a education policy. As I said many times before, teachers need to be paid more, not less, and they need as much help as we can give them to educate our kids because we just can't continue to be falling behind the world in education, man. At some point. It is going to come back to bite us in the ace if it hasn't already. We should have the smartest people in the world in this country. And uh, it's just a sad testament to the failed uh, education system that we see all over these United States. All right, so there's a little policy coming out of Bernie Sanders. Uh, towards the end of the episode, I'll do some, we'll break down some more recent polls from Quinnipiac, the Quinnipiac poll. Bernie is doing all right, but uh, he's got an uphill battle ahead of him. Let's just move on here quickly. Uh, you know, Donald Trump likes to go golf, right? He's like a, one of the laziest heard, presidents of all I heard time. he had one of the best golf games he's ever had recently. Is that right? <laughs> well, it turns out he sucks at golf. Um, hackers appear to have gained access to Trump's golf account, <laughs> and they posted their terrible scores. So these hackers... Damn, someone's going to get executed for this. Honestly, he's going to straight up be like, Kim Jong-un, how do you do it? How do you execute someone so well? Someone's going to get blown up by a goddamn air to sur uh, surface to air missile. So these hackers gained access to Donald Trump's golf account and posted the remarkably bad scores. <laughs> this was last week. Or no, this was actually uh, this past Friday. Four scores and seven years ago. Four scores were posted to the president's USGA administrator. Golf Handicap and Information Network System on Friday. Okay, I didn't even know there was a Golf Handicap and Information Network, but uh, what the hell do I know? So the scores that were recorded were 101, 100, 108, and 102. Although there were some people saying that this is not authentic. According to Golf Week, the courses used in the fake scores or the possibly fake scores were Trump National New York, Trump International in West Palm Beach, and the Cochise course at Desert Mountain in Scottsdale, Arizona. This is according to the... Uh, Whatever, to the USGA's Craig Anus, he told Golf Week in a statement, he said, uh, man, what a horrible last name to be blessed with. He said, we have become aware of reports in the media questioning recent scores posted on by President Trump's GHIN account. As we dug into the data, it appears someone has erroneously posted a number of scores on behalf of the GHIN user. However, a book released by longtime sports writer Rick Riley has accused Donald Rick Riley is great by the way accused Donald Trump of not being honest when marking down his scores Riley detailed one time Trump played with Tiger Woods and Dustin Johnson shortly after becoming president Trump's partner Fox Sports analysis Brad Faxon said the president marked down a score that didn't account for two balls he hit in the water that is how <laughs> that is what a baby that is what a child we have for a president he's 71 years old he's like my grandmother there's something about older they cheat more i old really people do cheat yes they cheat more my grandmother used to cheat a rummy cube she used to hide little cubes used to hide little uh you know of the uh, the tiles she used to hide them and keep all the wilds it's like grandma you are a violent vicious cheater and old people love to cut in line they're crazy. They love, to, they love to pretend like they're not aware of their surroundings oh, as they're like oh, wandering around, oh. cutting me in line at the post office. Exactly. They know exactly what they're doing. They're all Kevin Spacey from the unusual, from the unusual suspects, from the usual suspects. But I'm surprised Trump is bad at golf because he has that golf ass. He's, he does have a golf he's, ass. He's got the golf this dump is, truck. He plays golf all the time. You would think he would be good. 
It's spring, the time of year when seeds grow into flowers and you grow up, financially at least. Your family needs protection if something happens to you, and that means you need life insurance. Thankfully, Policy Genius makes it easy to get that financial security without the growing pains. Policy Genius is the easy way to buy life insurance online. In just two minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. No commissions, no hidden fees, just financial protection and peace of mind. No strings attached. And Policy Genius doesn't just simplify life insurance. They also make it easy to compare and buy home insurance, auto insurance, and disability insurance. So next time you stop to smell the roses, pull out your phone and head to policygenius.com. Policy Genius, spring is here. Kick it off by nipping life insurance in the bud. So this is again according to Brad Faxon. This was Donald Trump's partner when he was playing with Tiger Woods and Dustin Johnson. Faxon recalled that he was laughing about the situation at the time. Quote, because Trump was actually putting for a seven, but he was claiming it was for a four, which would have worked out to a three with his free stroke on the hole. He is straight up. This is why he loves Putin. Did you see Putin playing hockey? No. He tripped. He, he just ate it on the ice. He fell over a, like a little red carpet they laid out for him. He just ate it. Somebody probably I died. I just imagine Putin like on a horse on the rink with a scythe as opposed to like a hockey stick. Well, he plays hockey. I think the last score that he got was like seven goals. Mm. But, you know, for some reason I have a... I just... I sense they're not playing defense. No, not on really. On account that they refuse to touch him and they look to be horrified they're all going to be murdered um, yeah they so all have black prob- bags over their <laughs> over their helmets yeah just ready to go maybe they are just tethered to like electrical out uh you know some kind of electrocution device and as soon as putin wants to he'll just shock them and uh leave them there on the ice dead so donald trump much like his favorite vladimir putin much like his favorite kim jong-un all these other dickhead so-called hard-ass dictators um, he's just like them and that he cannot accept the reality that he is indeed a chubby loser. <laughs> Isn't that sad? Just realize you're a chubby loser, buddy. Um, I just the, the, the amount that Donald Trump lies. Becoming president is his ultimate denial of the fact that he's a chubby loser. Though. It really is. It really he will is not concede that point he will not um all right just lastly before i read off a couple of boring old polls uh donald trump he is uh he's got his uh he issued a pardon he loves his little pardons um i did like the pardon of uh the woman that uh that kim kardashian knew yes um that was that was actually very good he could do more of those Hmm. that would be nice what's he doing this time no he's changed a little bit donald trump has issued a full pardon to his longtime friend and business associate conrad black now we also have some more pardons coming up here in Mm -hmm. the in in the very near future a former media mogul who published a glowing biography of the president last may black is a 74 year old dude was convicted in 2007 of obstruction of justice and fraud for swindling shareholders of his company, Hollinger International, out of millions of dollars. He has since been released from prison. Uh, He was released in 2012 after three and a half years behind bars. So you get the feeling that Donald Trump might have just seen a little bit of himself in Mr. Conrad Black uh, with the the charges of obstruction of justice and fraud and swindling of shareholders in a statement on wednesday white house press secretary sanders said described black as entirely deserving of his pardon as she cited his work as an entrepreneur and scholar including biographies of franklin d roosevelt and richard nixon oh isn't that nice is that a blurb on conrad black's book is entirely deserving of a pardon i guess so that would be i don't know man so in 2007 prosecutors alleged that black uh, had committed several acts of mail fraud and obstruction the supreme court of the united states however largely disagreed and overturned almost all charges in his case he nevertheless spent three and a half years in prison so that's currently uh that's one person donald trump 
pardoned uh, this past yeah, week. Yeah, that's a and, good pardon. Yeah, but, you know, but honestly, I, could, I could raise the. I could sort of. I'll meet you on on the battlefield here of pardons here. Okay, what uh, else do we President got? President Trump has indicated that he's considering pardons for several American military members accused or convicted of war crimes. Oh, that that's great. High profile cases of murder, attempted murder, and desecration of corpses. Oh, that's uh, what you want. So one request is for Special Operations Chief Edward Gallagher of the Navy SEALs, who is on schedule to stand trial in the coming weeks on charges of shooting unarmed Uh, civilians uh and killing an enemy captive with a knife while deployed in Iraq. And then there are some other guys that he wants to pardon that have have done a bunch of corpse desecration. And another one is one of these dudes who worked with Blackwater, our, I don't know, private militia force, the Mm -hmm. privately funded militia force that is. Eric Dean Prince, of course, he is in charge of Blackwater and he is also the brother of the, oh my God, the head of our education system, Betsy DeVos. So look at that. Isn't that interesting uh, that some dudes who murdered people on the behest of uh, working for Blackwater, they are also looking to get pardons. They were found guilty in the deadly shooting of dozens of unarmed Iraqis. The case of Major Matthew L. Goldstein, the Army Green Beret, accused of killing an unarmed Afghan in 2010, and the case of a group of Marine Corps snipers charged with urinating on the corpses of dead Taliban fighters. So I thought we were going to go spread freedom, but it turns out We're just spreading urine all over the corpses of dead Taliban fighters. Just have a little, I don't know, maturity. That would probably be They learned it from those Calvin and Hobbes bumper stickers. Well, that's true. Calvin might be to blame for all of this. So again, we're looking at Edward Gallagher. He was on trial for shooting unarmed civilians. A Blackwater security contractor, 2007, uh, shooting dozens of uh, unarmed Iraqis. And then, of course, we have the killing of an unarmed Afghan uh, in 2010 and a group of Marine Corps charged with urinating on the corpses of Taliban combatants. So, you know, what? that's just a great message to send. Great message to send for our troops. He's supporting our troops, even the ones who piss on corpses. Isn't that nice? Yeah, and I think some people will be like, oh, it's the Taliban. But a lot of those are just like impressionable young Yeah, kids and you know, they're already... Like scooped up off of farms and they're stuff. They're killed. I mean, it's not like they didn't do what... They already murdered them. You don't have to... You know, it's just... Uh, yeah, the, the, I, I, You get... You, you know, not to... I'm not sympathizing here. But I think once you're in war long enough, your mind changes oh, yeah. to a point where you've seen so much death that somehow you because I guarantee you they didn't start pissing on people they killed day one. This was probably day 200 and they've just war has changed them to a point where they have no more understanding of human decency. That's why you can't really, really sad. You can't really be surprised when Captain America whips it out and starts pissing on the corpse of Thanos. At the no, of, you can't. That's you, a strange conclusion, though. You can't really, you know, you, you just sort still, of have to sympathize with them. It's still better than when they made him a Nazi. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the Red Skull. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. It was a crazy day. Crazy day. All right, those are a couple of tales that I think you guys should enjoy. I hope so, anyway. Thank you all so much for coming out to the shows this weekend. We had an absolute blast in Kansas City, so we're excited to see you all uh, in Denver and in Salt Lake City. Just lastly, when it comes to the polls, let's do Quinnipiac. Right now... Joe Biden, he's up 26 points. Joe Biden is holding strong at 39. He hasn't dipped down below 35 since he announced. Bernie Sanders is at 13. And then we continue to see a larger drop-off there. Although Elizabeth Warren, she has moved up a little bit, Mm -hmm. but more because other folks have moved down. So Elizabeth Warren is at 8%, along with Kamala Harris at 8%. And Beto O'Rourke really just collapsing, going down to just 2%. And I think what happened with Beto is Beto believed his own press, 
And as I've been saying, in a binary decision between Beto and Ted Cruz, Beto looked like the best dude in the face of the planet. Not difficult. Uh, on the face of the planet. Exactly. You may, you looked better next to the ghoul that is Ted Cruz. But in, in this national election, I, I don't think you should – you can't just go up for the Senate – lose and then be like i deserve a bigger job you have to win also beto's or- uh obama impression that he's doing is really coming off as hollow to me well lately. he's apologizing a lot he was he was sorry that he uh that he launched his campaign on the cover of vanity fair which is probably smart not because of you know anything regarding tact but more just who the hell reads vanity fair anymore exactly it's too heavy it's too heavy but literally, I'm like, you're supposed to be the young dude talking to the young folks, um, and uh, he's Vanity not Fair, yeah. doing a good job <laughs> with that. I also think Buttigieg has taken away a little bit of the Beto support, and obviously Bernie is taking away some of the Warren support. And I know this is going to be controversial, but I would rather see Elizabeth Warren than Bernie Sanders, quite frankly, um, when she talks about... Uh, you know, breaking up Amazon, breaking up Facebook. Uh, I think that she's really on to something. Facebook has entirely too much power. Big tech has entirely too much power. Amazon, you know, I was talking with a uh, a gal at the bar last night about what's going on, you know, when it comes to a free market. And I believe in the free market, but also what we have right now is not a free market. And you look no further than Amazon if you want to find details on that. First, they killed the literary agency, and then they killed brick and mortar, and now they're taking over half of online sales. And the internet was the last bastion of small business in this country. So Amazon is monopolizing so much. They're Kirby, like Kirby, the video game character, sucking everything up. That's not free market either. You need to have restrictions uh, in order to make sure that the market stays free and stays fair. So I think Elizabeth Warren is actually doing a better job. It but is. of course, Bernie, uh, he's still riding the wave. But I, I you do wonder um, if Bernie did get out. Now, obviously, he's not. This is this is not going to happen. But I do. It would be interesting to see how many people would go to uh, to Elizabeth Warren. I would assume quite a bit because I think she's actually doing a better job in many ways. It is interesting that with so many Democratic uh, ca- candidates, there there are these like tethered duos, these doppelgangers. Well, there's only so many like lanes. Warren, Sanders, Buttigieg, uh, Beto. Beto. And it's like, where's... I have to imagine Bido, Biden's tethered is like dead in underneath venice beach in a red jumpsuit right like the good the good biden is just like underneath the well in a complex underneath the, the beach we'll and keep, we have we have the evil lupita we'll keep talking about it i I really am excited for the debates in june i think it's going to be a really you know interesting time and maybe you never know there's a lot of time left anything can happen anyone can catch fire given andrew yang a little bit of love He's doing good. I saw one poll where he was at around 3%. Now, other polls have him at zero, along with Julian Castro. Obviously, Mayor Bill de Blasio threw his name into the ring. And just, we are not crazy conservatives over here on this show. I'm sure, you know, uh, you notice that. But Bill de Blasio is the single worst mayor in New York history. Um, What he's done with NYCHA, that's the New York City Housing Association, is horrible it's fraudulent there's millions of dollars missing there's lead paint everywhere we're getting poisoned drinking water in new york now too i isn't deserve that, it isn't that exciting but have you seen bill have you seen he looks like an optical illusion lately he's, he's wearing he got a stylist and oh, he, has, did he? he has skinny jeans on oh, but he still good. has the uh robot dr robotnik top so he, he looks straight up like uh half half a slender man uh, right now and uh, I think that'll I think that'll improve his chances. Good, actually. good for him. Yeah, Mayor Bill De Blasio does not deserve to be president. And quite frankly, if his scandals were under a federal microscope, he might find himself in need of a pardon at some point because he would go to prison. He is really a horrible, a horrible candidate. But I don't think he's going to catch fire because everyone can see right through him. He's a total fraud. <laughs> Did you see that Trump made a video specifically telling Bill De Blasio that he would not win the presidency? Like he, this he is sat what in his Trump office likes, yeah. and somebody filmed him as he said, Bill, like, you're not going to do it. Sorry. 
I don't know what he. I'm sure he had some great nickname for him. Oh, uh, maybe Buttface Bill or something. But yeah, like Buttface Bill but actually kind of works. Specific, the, Trump hates Bill De Blasio so much right. that he had to make a like a cameo video specifically telling Bill de Blasio that he sucks. Well, just lastly, let's look at Donald Trump. Obviously, he is the literal elephant in the room. How would these people do in a head-to-head? That is something that people are going to be taking very seriously. So, um, again, going back uh, to Quinnipiac poll, Joe Biden would beat Donald Trump by 11 points. Bernie Sanders would beat Donald Trump by five points at 46-41. Elizabeth Warren would beat Donald Trump by two. Uh, Harris is a tie. Buttigieg would lose to Donald Trump by one. And those are just a few of those. And of course, again, we can't trust these polls. But as uh, political scientists, this is kind of the only things we have to go on uh, when it comes to these sort of uh, sociological things. So anyway, that's just a little bit of an update on the polls. Let me know what you think. DM me at Ben Kissel one on Instagram and uh, I'll read some more uh, DMs um, next week. I actually got some great ones to talk about automation and a whole series of other things and abortion and and whatnot. So we have a lot to discuss here on this show in this upcoming year or in the throughout the rest of this year and uh, in this upcoming election cycle. So, all right. Hail yourselves, everyone. Talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Hey, have you heard the Virginia Lottery has a new Willy Wonka golden ticket scratcher that has a top prize of $100,000? Tell that to my automated golden ticket scratcher apparatus. You simply put the ticket in here and the machine scratches it for you. And while we wait, we can play the Willy Wonka Golden Ticket online game with a top prize of $1 million. Just visit VALottery.com or use the lottery app. That's one impressive scratcher apparatus. Use it whenever. What's mine is yours. But hands off the scratcher. That Willy Wonka Golden Ticket is all mine. When booking with other vacation rental apps sounds like this. This place doesn't look like the pictures. Come on. The doors are on back. Ah, What the... Is there a door behind all those spiders? (laughs) It's time to try one that sounds more like a vacation. (sighs) Look at how many spiders there aren't. Where should we lie down for eight consecutive hours first? Relax. You booked a Verbo. 